0: Takeoff 2022 is a go. Coverage presented by 72 Souls and Kona Brewing. The home of Arizona Cardinals football. 98.7 FM. Arizona's sports
1: stadium. Takeoff 2022 with Wolf and Luke. At hour number two of the show live from the auction community studios. Wolf, if you are looking for players who popped in preseason game number one, I would say the leader on the defensive side was Victor Dimukeji who joins us now on the Arizona Sports line. Uh Victor, I know it's just one game. I know it's the preseason, but thank you for the time for joining us today. You got to feel pretty happy about how you played
2: on Friday, right? Appreciate y'all having me. Yeah, um, I feel like I did a good job playing. Um, you know, just got to build on this going into the Ravens. So when you looked at the
3: tape, where do you think you need to get better? What do you think you did really, really well, Victor?
2: Um, I had lit, I had limited snaps that game. So um, overall, I think I played a, a solid game, you know, just working on the little stuff, you know, if it's shedding blocks um you know running to the ball running all the way to the ball and you know just finishing my pass rush okay any mental errors whatsoever because i remember committing a lot
3: of mental errors when i was a young guy and oh my goodness you know how they yell at you victor
2: when you commit mental errors any mental errors now breaking down the film with my coach it wasn't a lot of mentals. it was just more finishing plays off and um you know just little stuff i could work on to to better my game
1: talking to Victor Dimukagi Victor you are uh, you're here now in year number 2 you know i'm i'm assuming year number 1 there's the, they throw a lot at you and it's not like you know everything by year 2 but you you feel more comfortable even even just around camp
2: yeah i feel i definitely feel way more comfortable um right after the season last year one of the biggest emphasis i had was you know showing the coaches that they could trust me um studying the plays during the offseason and um putting in the work during the offseason so you know i really um put an emphasis on that right after the season and um i showed up to camp you know knowing the plays already most of the plays already and showing the coaches i know what i'm doing out there
3: so victor quickly what is your weight at right now i'm around like 260
2: 265 okay you know do you do you want to stay there around 260 where do you want to play um, believe it or not, I've been to around two sixty, 260, two sixty-five since my senior year in high school. So, <laughs> so I've maintained. So I feel comfortable playing here. Um, I feel like I have a lot of power playing at two sixty, 260, two sixty-five, and shit, it's, it's working for me so far.
3: Yeah. Okay. So, um, how many reps are you going to play against the Baltimore Ravens? Do you know that yet? And how many do you want to play?
2: Honestly, I'm not sure. Um, I want to play as much as possible, but um, my coach told me just, you know, stay with them and, um you know, take it one play at a time. Whenever they need me to go in, I'll go in whenever I'm done. So if they were
3: to walk up to you and say, hey, listen, we want we want to see you for about 50 reps, you would say that's
2: okay, even in preseason? I would love to play 50 reps. I'm a Baltimore guy, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a Baltimore guy. I grew up watching the Ravens, so if I could play against
1: them, you know, it would be great. Victor, you guys, you just mentioned Baltimore, right? Okay, you're playing the Ravens. Ravens. They have this weird streak in the preseason where they've won 21 straight games. I know it's not going to change how you guys prepare for a game, but um, are you aware of, of this kind of odd number that they've put together?
2: Yeah, they, I know they take it real serious. Um, they have a great running game, you know, good offense and great special teams. So I know they're a hard group who's going to come in here and try to and take the game seriously, try to play as hard as possible. Um, we just have to go out there, play hard, too, and, you know, compete once we get out there.
3: Victor, if there is one thing that you need to improve as an edge guy in the National Football League, if there is one thing you need to improve, what is that one thing?
2: Um, I'll say I'll say, you know, taking everything once one step at a time. You know, I, I do a lot of film study and sometimes I feel like I see too much when I get out there. You know, I might I might predict a play. Like I try to I try to I try to pay attention to every little thing and I feel like sometimes that might slow me down but um, so far this season so far this preseason it's been working out for me you know I'm, I'm seeing less now and um, I'm playing way faster so I, I gotta keep that up so you're thinking that you're you're overthinking it instead of just playing is that what you're saying going off of last year yeah but um, that's that's another thing I worked on you know just trusting trusting what I see on film rather than you know trying to switch things up just trusting what I see on film and trusting my gameplay and my physical assets to help me through it.
1: Victor, you guys got a lot of young players on defense this season. What are you seeing from the group overall? Not even just in that game, but just throughout uh, you know mini camp and now through training camp so far.
2: Oh, that outside linebacker room is a tough, it's a tough, grimy group. You know, we got guys from me, uh, Marcus, DK, Dennis, uh, Cam, Maje, Jesse Lucchetta. You know, we got guys competing each and every day. And I feel like you could throw any one of us out there and we're going to get the job done. So, you know, we're just a hard-nosed group, you know, guys you want to run through the wall for. And, um, you know, every day we just take it one step at a time, compete against each other and um, execute.
3: You know, I say this so much of the time um, to for. football players that the game of football is a threefold proposition it is the threefold nature of man it's physical it's mental and it's also emotional it's spiritual Mm -hmm. it's soul right it's body soul and spirit Mm -hmm. right now and when i watch you play i see a guy that loves the game right intellectually you understand the game you know what your assignment is but how you go about that assignment makes you who you are
2: man i I see where's your confidence level right now victor it's at an all-time high um it's at all-time high for sure um i put in the work um and i and i know what i want to achieve this uh, this season um so i'm doing everything i can you know to reach my goals this is my dream job so um it don't last forever so every every step i take on that field you know every play that I'm, i'm on the field for i try to you know i try to embrace it and and play play through the whistle you belong here don't you i do i believe i do we're talking to
1: Victor Dimukaji. Uh, Victor, have you had if you had mentors along the way here either with the Cardinals or just even around the league to, now that you're entering your second year in this uh, in the, the NFL?
2: Yeah, I have a lot of mentors, but uh coming in my rookie year, you know, the guys in my room, um the outside linebacker room really helped me out a lot. Um even from um, my head coach, of uh, my uh, position coach Charlie Bullen, um guys like Chandler, Marcus Golden, um you know, DK and, um, with Dennis, they all, they all helped me out. You know, if it was a little stuff, like trying to understand the play or, you know, staying with me after practice to work on maybe my pass rush or, um, run keys and stuff like that, they always were there for me. So I'll say, you know, the guys, the vets in that room when I came in really helped me out a lot. So what about, oh, is anybody out there?
3: Hello, everybody. Wow, that yeah, was a. That was bad. Uh, is your microphone working? Um, right now? now I think it is. Okay, Victor Demukeji. First of all, he's got a great last name. He does. That looks and so he looks good pretty good so far. On the back of a jersey, when you say Demukeji, <laughs> it just sounds good when you say it. It sounds like a football name right there. But this is a guy. That he showed a little something, something. There's no doubt about it. He's uh, Victor's back. Victor, we're, we're going to hit the break anyway,
1: man, but we appreciate your time. We appreciate uh, everything you, you you shared with us here and, and during minicamp as well and, and
3: continued uh, success on the field, all right? Thank you. Appreciate you having and me. Keep balling out, dude, because you're doing it, man. You're Thank doing you. it well, okay, Victor? Appreciate you. Okay, man. That's
1: Victor DiMuchegi joining us on the Arizona Sports Line. Become a champion of hope when we come back. It's a chance to bring just a little bit of joy to a child working hard to get well. give a week for Phoenix Children's continues next on the Wolf and Luke Show, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.
4: The give thon for Phoenix Children's is presented by your Valley Hyundai dealers and the auction Indian community. <laughs> seven FM, Arizona Sports Station in the Arizona Sports app. Give a thon on The Wolf and Luke Show.
1: It is the Give a for Phoenix Childrens presented by your Valley Hyundai dealers and the Ak-Chin Indian Community Wolf. The Desert Financial Phone Bank is open 602-933-4567. We got to go over there earlier in the in the week and meet some of the volunteers, people giving their time for a great cause and we we certainly hope if you if you can, if you can afford to do it that uh, you'll call in at 602-933-4567 and uh, and donate to just a truly fantastic cause. We've been playing some of the stories to, to kind of help you see firsthand the impact that your uh, your generosity has on the, the the children of Phoenix and honestly beyond Phoenix too.
3: You know, it just makes you feel good, doesn't it? My brothers and sisters, it really does that you live here in in Phoenix, Arizona in the state of Arizona it makes you feel so good. Phoenix Children's is such an incredible part of our community and the fact that we've got this world class facility, talking about one of the Finest children's hospitals in the world. Um, the fact we have it right here in our own backyard. What a blessing that truly is and what a comfort that is for so many of us. 602-933-4567. That is the number we keep throwing out there. Memorize it, put it in your phone, whatever it may be. 602-933-4567. We need your help. And the kids at Phoenix Children's need your help. Yeah, uh, we're getting some help right now.
1: Here's a message from Dan Harkins, a longtime partner of Phoenix Children's, of course, with Harkins Theater.
0: This is Dan Harkins, owner of Harkins Theaters. Harkins Theaters has been a proud sponsor and supporter of the Phoenix Children's Hospital for over 25 years. As a homegrown Arizona company, we are so thankful to have a world-class hospital like Phoenix Children's right here in Arizona. We are also proud to support this year's Give-a-thon as part of our annual Feel Good Partnership, where we support the Center for Cancer and Blood Disorders. So call the phone bank and make a donation at 602 933 three four five six seven thank you children's hospital for what you do to help arizona families we'll see you at the movies
1: all right so thank you to dan harkins and harkins theaters right there for their generosity as well wolf this is one of the uh, you said it makes you feel good this week it's it, it is it's an emotional up and down certainly but uh feels good to see so many people Pitching in to help people that you know, that yeah. a lot of times you don't even know those other people, but you're helping them out, and <laughs> you're doing it for the kids.
3: It's hard to argue with doing it for the kids. No doubt, man. And speaking of part of our community right there, Dan Harkins, thank you so much for that donation. And Harkins Theaters, of course, what a huge part of this community in this state. Of course, they have been for a long, long time. Right now, listen, the need is great. We all know that the need is great phoenix childrens they turn nobody away because they can't afford that that service. They can't afford that care. They can't afford whatever medicine it is. It, they never get turned away because of that and because of people like Dan Harkins, because of people like you. 602-933-4567. All right.
1: It is time for another story of hope presented by Madamey Holmes. Getting a driver's license, a big milestone for any teenager, for a parent. It is a milestone that comes with some concerns, but getting a call that your son has been involved in a serious accident is one of your worst nightmares this is colton's story
4: i'm tara i'm colton's mom
5: and i'm colton and this is my story i was heading home from the lake and my back tire blew
4: his car rolled about 10 times and on the third roll he was ejected through the front windshield head first.
5: i blacked out on the first roll and then i woke up on the ground couldn't move my legs and i was pretty beat up i knew i was paralyzed
4: so damn easy say the life so hard. Everybody's got their share of battle scars. As for me, I'd like to thank my lucky stars that I'm alive and well. They were pretty close, so I was able to get there before the helicopter. A horrible feeling. <laughs> you don't know um is he gonna make it he grabbed my hand and told me he was sorry because he didn't have a seatbelt on (laughs) and uh gave him a kiss and he told me how much he loved me and I told him how much I loved him and I just held him for a minute and that was pretty much all we had time to say I was phoned to PCH. His leg had been degloved. He had a broken back and then an aortic tear and it just kind of kept piling on and the nightmare just got bigger and bigger and the blessing was, was that he was alive. I mean, he just, every doctor that came in said that scientifically he, he never should have survived that car accident. Stars are dancing on the water here tonight It's good for the soul This road has caught its and brought me back to life Now I'm alive
2: I made a goal when, and that was that I wanted to walk across the stage
5: for graduation to receive my diploma I'll be walking across the stage in two weeks
4: It's um, amazing how far he's come Hopefully I don't fall yeah. <laughs> hospital is amazing if he would have gone anywhere else there's no way he would have survived that's where he needed to be to live he's gonna walk again he's gonna do some amazing things in this life that's for sure
3: oh boy that is exactly the kind of thing that happens at phoenix children's the exact kind of thing that happens I mean, think about that. Colton, one day his life completely changes. He's in a car accident. He's ejected through the windshield. The doctors are saying he should have never survived, and yet he did. He's alive and well indeed, and he's getting ready to walk and get his diploma. I mean, this is, this is the success story of Phoenix Children's, and it's right here in our backyard. What do you say we go now, man? Run that beautiful music. Right now at 602 933 4567. What does the music mean, Lou? Well, Wolf, that music means we are in a match.
1: And so, Spinato's Pizzeria, some good pizza, Spinato's is uh, is going to match. If you're able to call in right now, it's 602 933 4567. Anything you can donate makes a difference. For example, $6.50. Every, every $6.50 gets a meal voucher for kids. Every $25 is a gas card for the family. $100 a red wagon for patient transportation. That's just a couple examples of how every dollar that gets donated helps these children and their families. But right now, every dollar you donate is going to
3: get doubled by Spinato's. Okay, you can make a difference right now, wherever you are. Wherever you're listening, you can make of it. And you know I'm talking to you. <laughs> you know that I am. Pick up the phone and call 602-933-4567. Become a champion of hope. It's 20 bucks a month. That's it. You know I'm talking to you. It's $20 a month or a one-time payment of $240 a year. That's it. A champion of hope at 602-933-4567 and help people, help kids like Colton, help families like Colton's family. 602-933-4567.
1: Yeah, that sound means it's time for the Train Teddy Bear Express. Become a champion of hope for $20 a month. A teddy bear is going to be delivered to a patient in your name, and you'll receive your choice of a kid's pass, a Wildlife World Zoo, or a cobblestone car wash. All right, we come back. Larry Fitzgerald has a message that maybe the Cardinals could learn from. We'll explain next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.
0: Takeoff 2022 is a go. Coverage presented by 72 Zones and Kona Brewing. The home of Arizona Cardinals football, 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports stadium. Takeoff 2022 with Wolf and Luke.
1: Hi, welcome back to the show, Wolf. um, Anytime we have a chance to play any sort of, really anything, from the, uh, the individual I'm about to play audio from here, I think we're going we're gonna to take that opportunity, right? Larry Fitzgerald, speaking to Alabama football, uh, delivered a pretty – I, I mean, anytime, anytime Fitz talks about this stuff, it's inspiring. But you know, a, a pretty impassioned speech to Alabama football.
3: Well, the fact that he comes from Pitt of all <laughs> universities is just, it's unthinkable. It truly really is. And it's unbelievable that this man is as bright as he is He's not even and educated. To himself. And is educated. I was ask, what?
5: How does it feel, you know, him going to Pitt? in delivering this
3: speech to Nick Saban. <laughs> like, that must yeah, really get you. Yeah, no, it doesn't. It doesn't get me at all, Mel, because, you know, Nick Saban doesn't like me. You <laughs> know that. Um, I did think it was a little odd that a guy from Pitt, I know this pays as we like time. to say, Pitt, uh, is actually talking to Alabama football players. What was it, your
1: first thought when, when you could tell the, the first time you could tell Larry Fitzgerald this guy's going to be a player and he's going to be a really good player for the Cardinals before it was ever like he's the all yeah. timer for the Cardinals and hey this guy's a good dude and he's a leader yeah. and somebody was like he went to Pitt like were you like yeah, okay, I'm going to have to endure this for just ever,
3: Yeah, literally forever. It was brutal, especially when I watched him catch a touchdown and then hand it to the official, Mm -hmm. as opposed to doing, hey, look, everybody, look at me, look at me. Larry Fitzgerald Um, does not say, look at me. No, he does not say that, and that's what made it so difficult. Not only was he incredibly smart coming from Pitt, but he was also... Humble coming from pit. All right. <laughs> Enough of your pit
1: bashing. Here's Larry Fitzgerald uh, talking to Alabama's football program. You know, I'm not
6: big on talking about myself. Um, and not something I think is a, is a good quality. Um, if you're really that good, you let other people talk about you. So every, every day before practice, I would always come out early and I would always quick catch, you know, 100 balls or so before practice into the sun, away from the sun, just trying to make catches as, as difficult as I possibly can. So I wanted to make practice as difficult and as hard as I possibly could. So when I got on the field on Sunday, it was, it was easy, it was routine. And I want you guys to take pride in what you put on the tape. You know, every day when I got back out of the practice field, when I got in the film room, I wanted to be proud when I walked. I didn't want to walk in there with my hood on and my head down because I didn't practice well. And I didn't want to be that guy in the film room that had to come back with an excuse why I didn't get the job done. And you guys don't have to. That's something that is within your control. Does anybody in here have control of what the weather is going to be like tomorrow? Does anybody have any control? Or what the traffic is going to be like? None of that is in our control. But what we can control our dedication our commitment our work ethic our punctuality all those things are 100% in our control so I challenge you guys when things are, are, are getting tough control what you can control it's not about the talent you guys are the most talented the most skilled hardest working best coached so it comes down to execution and execution is about the details It's about executing the small task every single day. You never want to look back and say, man, I wish I would have done this a little bit better. I wish I would have hustled a little bit more. You don't ever want to have those regrets. My parents always held me to a a high standard. They always told me, Larry, you can do this and you can do that. And, you know, when you're a child, you don't always believe that you can do those things. But when you apply yourself, you can surprise yourself. And I, I challenge you guys to continue to believe that Anything that you put your mind to is, is, is always attainable just
4: seems
1: like one of those things where, if Larry Fitzgerald okay. speaking, we're going to listen. I mean, you could, you could amplify that message. <laughs> you could amplify it to the Cardinals. You could just amplify it to your own everyday life, honestly. There's a lot of uh, universal truths in what he just said
3: right there. It is truly incredible that Larry Fitzgerald is so... <laughs> this guy just blows my mind. He really does. Um, personal accountability, basically. That's what he's talking about more than anything else. My biggest takeaway is the personal accountability. Take pride in preparing, and take pride in what it is that you do, and approach it every day exactly the same. Go out and try to be the best that you can possibly be, because it's the only thing you can control. There's so many things in life you cannot control, and we all understand what those things are. So many things you have no control over, Yet there are so many things you can control. And if you're listening right now, my young crunk brothers, that's exactly the message you need to apply to your life, your young life right now. The details and executing those details on a daily basis. What is in your control? Your your dedication, your commitment, your work ethic, your punctuality. It's about personal responsibility. Personal accountability. Boy, is that Larry Fitzgerald? You better believe it. Well, there's the
1: second half to that too. When you say control what you can control, I think a lot of people look at that and they're like, they a lot of people, myself included, hear that as like, okay, don't worry about the stuff you can't control. And and obviously there's a lot of truth to that, right, Wolf? But you also have stuff you can control, so control that stuff yeah. it 's not just a, okay, let this thing go because you can 't control the weather to use fitz 's example, but it could be anything in your life if you know you can 't control it okay, you got to let that go, but there is stuff you can control don 't let that stuff go because yeah. that 's how you like get yourself on the path you want to be on you know we listened to that before the show, and it was like you could. Again, you could apply this in a lot of different areas, but you could certainly play that clip for the Arizona Cardinals as well and say, look at the talent on this team, especially on offense. Whatever happens this season, injuries, other teams around you playing better or worse or whatever, control what you can control and at least give your best this season so when you're looking back at the end of the season, you're not saying oh yeah, if I would have done this, you know, we would have finished stronger or we would have
3: made a deeper playoff run or something. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because here we are in the give week of course and Phoenix Children's and the fact that we're trying to raise money for Phoenix Children's, what can you control? Can you actually control picking up the phone and calling 602-933-4567 and actually donating $20 $20 a month to become a champion of hope can you control that yes you can and that is this is something that is near and dear to Larry Fitzgerald as well in his heart how many times he has already helped Phoenix Children's but I love the fact once again that he was talking about dedication can you control that my young Crunt brothers your dedication to something that is worthy and just yes you can you can control your dedication you can control your commitment are you in this thing or are you not you get to decide you get to make that determination you get to control that because you can your work ethic can you control that it's who you are and yes you can Punctuality is something he pointed to right there. Can you control that? Yes. You have control over so many things.
1: I feel like that was directed specifically at me, even though I don't play for Alabama's football team. Yes,
3: well, you're late right now, aren't you? Well, this time it's not my fault, but normally in life it is my fault. Encouraging words from Larry Fitzgerald, man. That is just awesome. Well done, Fitzy. All right, when we come back, and also just good to hear from Fitz. Uh, When we come back, the
1: D-backs have won five of seven series since the All-Star break. Although they're going to have to win the next two just to split the series with San Francisco. Their GM, Mike hazen will join us next it's the wolf and luke show on 987 fm arizona sports station Pit. the home of arizona diamondbacks baseball
0: 987 fm arizona's sports station diamondbacks front office focus with wolf and luke presented by ghetto air conditioning and plumbing g-o-e-t-t-l it'll keep you cool but it's hard to spell
1: ghetto.com A tough one for the D-backs last night. They lose to the Giants bottom of the ninth by a final of 2-1. to Wolf, they've won five of seven series, though, since the All-Star break. We're pleased to be joined by their general manager, Mike Hazen, on the line right now. Uh, Mike, thank you for the time, as always. I understand, you know, I get it. You you just want to talk some baseball. But um, as a show, we just want to offer our condolences to you and your family, obviously, with everything uh, with Nicole
5: yeah thanks guys. I appreciate it. I know you guys made a donation last week, which we greatly appreciate um yeah i you know this it's been a rough couple of weeks. the support has been incredible, and you know what we're trying to do now is raise money to figure out a way so that the next family doesn't have to deal with what Nicole had to deal with because you know this is one of the one of the cancers left that doesn't really have a great It's not a prognosis, you know, you get kind of handed a death sentence uh, on diagnosis for most people. And even the long term survivors, they're still trying to figure out why those people survive. Um, And obviously what happened to Nicole, I would never wish to happen to any other mom uh, out there. Uh, ever, and so you know appreciate that 's where that money 's all going to, uh, and thank to everybody that that donated so
3: Mike, thank you so much, buddy. really appreciate that, um, boy. Every time that we used to travel to play in the Meadowlands against the New York Giants, we used to get killed Mike I mean we just destroyed every time by the Giants. Um, Two and nineteen in Oracle Park in the last twenty-one games—that just seems almost impossible. Any thoughts on that whatsoever?
5: Not really. I, I get it. Yes, you're right. You're also including, you know, the 2021 debacle, which I, I think we were two and nineteen against everybody. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I feel like we've competed a lot, a lot differently this year in those games. I think. A lot of the games so far have lost by one run. Um, we've had some, two of those games won deep into the game. Um, so I think the shape of it is a lot different. And, no, I don't ascribe a lot of, you know, a narrative to that, to that record. It's appalling, but, no, I don't really ascribe <laughs> the narrative to the record. I think we played good baseball there for the most part. And that's what we're seeing. You know, I, you know we talked – you guys talked about it right at the outset – you know, we have won five out of seven games coming out of the break. Uh, you know, we've won three series in a row until the last two days. Um, you know, we've been, we've been in a pretty good rhythm here with pitching and our defense and our offense giving us enough to win. Um, you know, last night, those are the worst games to lose. You know, it, it is what it is. You see a guy absolutely throw a gem, and then, you know, you get bit with one out left uh, in the game. But we'll be back at it. Uh, but but the consistency, the the caliber of play. I feel like is a better brand of what we're pushing towards long-term that is going to lead to more wins. Agreed.
1: Talking to d GM Mike Hazen. Uh, Mike, so much is made of, okay, you got a young team. Should you strip it down completely, or should you keep some vets around so that these young players can experience what it's like to win? Now, you just mentioned it. You guys have won five of seven series out of the All-Star break. Is this? Do you feel like you're seeing the young players experiencing what it's like to win or to rally after a tough loss like last night?
5: Um, well, we'll see what happens today. But yes, I mean, these are some of the challenges that every team goes through during the course of a season. And no, I don't think they're really fighting with a you know some veterans on their team. We have a few left, uh, but at least on the offensive side. But you know, we traded David, and I'm sure that's had some tangible impact on on where things have gone a little bit offensively here. But this is they they these are the things that we need to figure out with this group of players that for the most part, probably not all, but for the most part, you're going to be seeing here um, that we're going to grow with. And and going through things like last night, so you lose the game 2-1, to one and you get clipped in the, <laughs> with an out left, that game should have looked a lot differently as we move through that game. And, you know, I know we've talked on this before, too, that everybody likes to go after the manager for bullpen decisions, not last night's game, but just in general. And, I, and I'll often just say the same thing, which is, it, it, if you if you put a reliever in a one run situation, you are opening yourself up for bad things to happen at times. Um, yes, we should be able to handle one run leads, and we have. But but the best the best defense in any one of those situations is that game should have been three or four to nothing in the ninth inning last night with the way Merrill pitched. And and I and I do think it doesn't just blame the offense. It just that's where I feel like the really good teams night in and night out. They don't talk about their bullpen, not necessarily because their bullpen is that much more dominant. It's because they have a much bigger margin of error when you're going into the final innings. And that's something we still need to improve upon.
3: You know, you just mentioned it right there, Mike. Seven scoreless innings again from Merrill Kelly on four hits. It just, he is in a groove Right now, it's just sick watching him go out there and pitch. What is he doing technically? What is he doing that's allowing him to have this kind of success?
5: Yeah, Merrill, Merrill's advantage over the rest of the league, his pitch, the, the other pitchers, is his ability to keep everybody guessing. I mean, he's one of those guys that we see coming up. You know, far far too often when you have pitchers that are coming up through your system, you know, you start to whittle down pitches because the third or the fourth pitch just isn't, effective enough to be utilized in a way that gets major league hitters to swing and miss. And while you could grade out any one of his pitches, however you want to, the combination of all the things he does, there's just, there's just no way that hitters have an idea of really what he's going to throw them. Um, And I, and I think, you know, it harkens back to probably 20, 30 years ago with some of these great command you know, field-to-pitch mix guys that had multiple pitches they could throw at any time, I think that's still the the kryptonite for the hitter that is trying to launch the ball over the fence on every swing. You know, mm-hmm. I think once they have an idea of what you're throwing, or you're going to time up or, you know, kind of guess what they're going to throw, and you're going to swing for the fences, and you have power, and you're going to connect. I think if they can keep you off balance, and you're not as maybe as – proficient a hitter as is the contact wise you're going to be in trouble and I, and I think that's what what he does so well
1: talking to D-backs GM Mike Hazen uh Mike one of the trades you guys did make Luke Weaver to Kansas City for Emmanuel Rivera who has really torn the cover off the ball since he got here honestly 10 games with the D-backs four home runs he's hitting 324 it's been especially hot this week uh, how much did you know obviously you traded for him but what are your expectations for him not just this season but going forward
5: yeah, um, not not necessarily this, um, being fully honest with you. You know, we've, we've liked him for a while. We, we've we talked to Kansas City about him for a while and just never really matched up. I think, as you, as you know, one of the things is we've gone through the season, we get very left-handed, dominant. Um, and he provided something and provides something that we don't really have. Um, you know, we that's been, you know, for the majority of the guys that we've called up from our minor league system, as you've seen, they're all cycled onto our team. the the vast majority are left-handed hitters. Um, So we've done a good job of that. We haven't done as good of a job of finding the right-handed hitter. And that's been something that we've tried to do to balance out our lineup earlier in the season. We couldn't be the left-handed starter to save our life. Um, Now we're more balanced um, with Carson back and with Marte and Walker and now with Rivera, et cetera. Um, we We should be a little bit more of a dangerous lineup against the lefties. And that's kind of, played itself out here over the last month as well. That's definitely been an area that we've improved. And that's going to be something we'll still stay focused on into the rest of the season and going into the off season.
3: Corbin Carroll is just on fire. When are we going to see Corbin Carroll, bud?
5: <laughs> yeah, Corbin's doing a good job. Um, you you, hopefully will see him here in a bit. Obviously, usually around September call-up time um, is when we'll start to talk through Uh, calling up or bringing up, giving some exposure uh, to some of these younger kids. Um, You know, we have a group of players now at the major league level. We are trying to figure out where they're going to fit moving forward. So there's a balancing act. Corbin's an incredible player. He is still working on, you know, moving around defensively in the outfield if he's not going to play center for us, which he won't probably play a ton of center for us, um, given what Alec Thomas can do out there. And, And that's not, you know, that's great for us because he's a really good outfielder too. Um, that, that's probably the best case scenario, and but we still have a lot of players on our major league team right now that we're trying to give opportunity to that are good players in and in their own right, uh, and we're trying to see what they can do given an extended run of everyday at bats.
1: Mike, I know how much you you value defense. When you see Alec Thomas, and you mentioned some of the other guys you're going to have out there in the outfield too, but specifically some of the plays Thomas has made since he gets called up. What what do you think when you see those defensive uh, just efforts?
5: If we do things right, I'm pretty confident that we will have the best, if not for sure, top three defensive outfields in all of baseball. (laughs) Um, And he's going to anchor that down in the middle. So that is something that, as you think about from a value standpoint, given two things, one, what happens in the outfield when a ball drops, you know, it's not always a single um, and, and, and some of the, you know, the ball he took away in Colorado. I know it's not meaningless to, <laughs> to Ian Kennedy or Alex Thomas given, but it was six, nothing. and probably wasn't going to have a big um, net impact on the game, but you see what that, that can do uh, just taking runs off the board. And then, and then, you know, it, 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 it allows you to feel better about the defensive brand of baseball that you're going to be playing with your pitching staff. They usually become a little bit more aggressive within the zone. Um, and I just think we, we saw the exact opposite of that last year when you know with the injuries, et cetera, what happened to our outfield. And we've seen the exact opposite this year. Um, that's something that hopefully is going to be a strength for ours. And given the division we're in, with the size of the outfields we play in, that's also an area where we feel like we need to be good um, to be competitive.
3: Mike, love and respect, man, to you and yours, and we'll talk to you down the road, okay? All right, guys. Thanks okay, a lot. Okay, thanks, Mike. Bye.
1: That's uh, d GM Mike Hazen joining us right there on the Arizona
3: Sports Line. Yeah, Alec Thomas in the outfield. That's um... <laughs> I, I am so excited about this team and the future. For this team. Yeah. I really it, am,
1: man. If you set aside what division they're in for a second, I know, I know. that weighs on, on fans. But if you just look at what they're building, there's there's a lot of reason for optimism. All right, coming up next, we're going to take you through all the top stories of the day with Wolf and Down Your Lunch. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.
0: You've been listening to Diamondbacks' front office focus presented by Gettle Air Conditioning and Plumbing,
6: G-O-E-T-T-L. It'll keep you cool, but it's hard to spell. Gettle.com.